Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni. And I'm Deborah Jemian. And you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Before we dig in, we'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We encourage you to take some time today, and every day, to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. It's that special time of year again, folks, where 16 foods go head-to-head in intense matchups while we call up special guest judges to help us decide which one gets crowned Food of the Year. The winner gets bragging rights, a guaranteed spot in next year's tournament, and, of course, a whole lot of extra content dedicated to it for the rest of our 2023 season. This is Munch Madness. So we have two more first round matchups today and it's picking up folks it's picking up up. we're getting to the point now where uh after next week we will know who all is going on to the quarterfinals which means Mm. we're narrowing it down We're, we're getting closer to finding out who wins yep that's maybe not the most profound thing to say about an elimination bracket but like it's still true it does go fast it still goes fast every year yeah yeah that's it it's like we're 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 close we're close to knowing more than we know We're getting so close to knowing what the people want. The people want to know what they want to know, and we want to know how close we can get to it. And boy howdy, this year the people want liquids. The foods are going out there and they're getting wet, and we're here to to drip on them. No. 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 All right, so so how's it going? Last (laughs) week we had a bit of an exciting tie going yeah. on our judges did not agree no. and we had to throw it to the wolves i mean we our did. listeners we threw it uh, hard to the wolves because they had a double tie to break last yeah. week a double yeah. tiebreaker we had uh, hot sauce versus beef and mustard versus berries both resulted in a tie uh do you want to know what the results are complete i'm ju- i just need to put it out there that these were completely ridiculous matchups this is possibly the silliest bracket we have had in this show so far Uh, but I do want to know who won so the way we always handle tiebreakers here on Munch Madness is that we throw it to you the listeners over on our social media at no bad food pod on Twitter and Instagram Uh, and then you know we kind of figure it out based on the results of those two separate polls Uh (laughs) and by we kind of figure it out we mean we actually count the number of votes that each thing gets and we make the decision decision based on that we don't just do a vibe check no no but like you know sometimes when we do these tiebreakers it's extremely obvious who the winner is because there will be like a landslide but when it's too close we break it down and look at the actual like direct numbers and this week it was really really close uh so looking at twitter first hot sauce and mustard and hot sauce and berries tied for the most votes so it was clear from twitter that hot sauce is moving on Mm-hmm. Third there on Twitter, beef and mustard, and then finally beef and berries. So my instinct, if we were just looking at Twitter, mm-hmm. would be that hot sauce and mustard is the winner. Mm-hmm. However, All popping right. over to Instagram. Let's bring it on over to the Instagram. We have hot sauce and mustard with 
11% of the vote. Oh, damn. Hot sauce and berries with 44% of the vote. Mm-hmm. Okay, respectable. Beef and mustard and beef and berries both tied with 22% of the vote each. Oh, boy. So the math got complicated. Uh, the math got a little too hard for my brain. Uh, as uh, followers who are participating in our Discord server <laughs> may have seen, I uh, asked for a little statistics slash quantitative methods help today. Uh, and then I realized that I could just look at the total number of votes and yeah. uh, add them up between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that led me to discover that uh, hot sauce and berries edged out hot sauce and mustard by a single vote. <gasps> Damn. Overall. Or... Rather, hot sauce won by a landslide against um, beef. That that yeah, yeah. one was clear. But uh, berries edged out mustard ever so slightly. Yes. So there you have it. Uh, berries does, in fact, take the lead. Yeah. Uh, so we have hot sauce and berries going forward into the next round. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy about that. <laughs> I'm so happy. Because berries is my contender. Sure, yeah. And I'm just, I'm such a berry fan. <laughs> So I'm really just extremely excited uh, yeah. that it's going forward because it was it was tight there. I was on the edge of my seat there. Well, and like I said before, if it had just been Twitter, this would not have been the result. But because we had two separate places for people to, to vote, mm-hmm. Barry's took that win. Well, we also had much fewer votes on Twitter than on Instagram, right? Like generally are. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Instagram, for coming through and mm-hmm. carrying my contender uh, on to the next on to compete once more yeah and thank you to whoever uh cast that one extra vote in favor of berries that Mm -hmm. ended up making that not also a tie because that would have been really irritating oh my god (laughs) (laughs) there was this moment where i was like holy shit are they actually tied are they just do we still do we have to do another tiebreaker and then i did the math and was like nope nope it's off by one yeah so thank you to that one person yeah so there you go folks that means we know those matchups and the results thereof uh but we don't know yet who they're going up against in the next round so let's find out let's find out after today's episode we will know who hot sauce and berries go up against unless there's a tie Okay, let's find out. Let's do it. Let's find out. So that's enough of that. Uh, Today we've got chicken versus salad and honey versus the bread basket. What do you think? Who do you think is going to come on top here? Um, I mean, I think chicken's going to beat salad. Sure. I know chicken's your choice and salad's my choice, but honestly, I think when it comes down to it, people are going to choose the protein. Salad isn't as much of a cult favorite as hot sauce. (laughs) Sure. Uh... So that's my hunch there. Sure. I'm I'm hopeful that you're right about that. I hope chicken beats out salad because, again, it's my choice. And uh, my other choice, mustard, did just lose to berries by a single point. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if salad takes it. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, again, it's really going to depend on the judges. It's mm-hmm. really going to depend on their preferences. I don't think we have any vegans this time around. <laughs> uh so, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, the second one with honey versus the bread basket. I mean, I'm biased, right? Mm-hmm. I've been cranky about the bread basket being in this tournament <laughs> from the beginning. Um, honey is one of those things that I feel is very polarizing. Mm-hmm. You're either really into it mm-hmm. or you're really not. Sure, yeah. Um, like people who like honey like honey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and everybody else is just kind of like, it's, you know got its place it's fine uh so again that's gonna be really based on the person yeah 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 i mean that's the thing like i think unless both judges happen to hate honey and love bread baskets 
I can't imagine this going to Breadbasket, you know? I mean, it depends. Like, if you've got someone who's really nostalgic about Olive Garden. Sure. You've got somebody who really likes wicker. Maybe they exclusively enjoy bread that has honey as an accompaniment. Yeah. 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 I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I we'll think see. I think we're going to have a honey hot sauce in the next round. Ooh. That's hard. That's nice. Oh, that's nice, but hard. Would it be, it'll be honey and hot sauce, not honey and chicken? Yeah. No, because they're, they're people's choice. Yeah. That would be the quarterfinal for people's choice. Ooh. Hard, right? Hard. hard. But see, I like that. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's see how it goes. Let's, let's throw see. it to our first guest. Our judge for this round is Eric Silver, head of creative at Multitude, DM of Join the Party, host of Games and Feelings, and overall lovely little guy. Eric, thank you for joining me today. You know, I think I'm a little too tall for the short king designation. Mm-hmm. So my wife Amanda has been calling me a medium prince. I like so I'll that. take that. I like medium prince. I mean, <laughs> I'll when, take it. when you're sitting behind the mic, when you're on Zoom, you could be any height at all. So you can just choose. I'm, I'm taking five foot two uh, short king energy. Uh, yes, I want everyone to know that I'm short like a hobbit okay. and I have hairy toes and I do love two breakfasts. So I guess that is true. I mean, who doesn't? I understand that like everything's easier for you when you're six feet tall. Like everyone just believes everything that a man who's six feet tall or larger says. But like there's just so I don't need that. I just don't. It feels like too much to work with. I mean, you can get a step stool. Exactly. And not bonk your head on things. <laughs> That's what separates <laughs> the, the apes from man, is our ability to use tools. And I can just use a, a step stool. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I am also around the 5-2 short king designation and live in a house that was set up by um, si- people six feet and over. Yeah. And I can't change anything in it because my partner is a Taurus. Um, so, so I have a lot of step stools and I, uh, approve of them. If I can, I, I want to push back on this a little oh, right. because my, Amanda is, is taller than me, but okay. she's also like all, she's like sh- small torso, all limbs okay. too. Yeah. So she as, uh, she is also has put our apartment together right. as for tall people. And she also is like really loves inconveniencing herself even if it's like for the benefit of the possible not even feng shui but just like putting people in a small things in a small space because we live in an apartment in new york city um so it's like amanda i'm a taurus so i fought back and said (laughs) ma'am i need you to accommodate me and to make our apartment livable so i'm not crane turning my body into an s in order for me to get the left in for me to get like a new roll of uh of paper towels right i just can't do it like i can't navigate my hand around like it's fucking operation Mm -hmm. for through plants (laughs) for me to get a can of beans i just cannot do it through plants the the beans tree are, through plants. Yes. The beans are behind the plants. Yes, because All the right. plants, the the be- only place we could put the beans is like next to the window in the corner. But the right. plants need the window, and I have to navigate through the plants like it's Jeff Probst presents Survivor season forty three. Right. I just can't do that. All right. 
Yeah, you don't want to train for Survivor in your kitchen? No, well, I, I, there's plenty of other ways for me to train for Survivor. That's I can 3D enough. print all of the puzzles, <laughs> and I'll be able to do it. But I think you can fight back if you say, if you tempt your Taurus by saying, actually, it'll be even more comfortable <laughs> for all people involved, and you don't have to do it, I'll do it. That might be the way to, that might be to, how to train your Taurus. How to train your Taurus. The main issue is that our tea cupboard is the high up cupboard oh. above the sink. And can you guess who drinks tea in our house? Who drinks? See, that's what I'm saying. The most that's tea what I'm in saying. our house is like it's obviously um, you. Yeah. So it's like yeah. it's like, sir, can we put the tall people stuff in the <laughs> tall people shelf? And I've been saying this for five years, but Tom, um, you're listening to this episode, so I just think that you, if you just do it, if you just do it, and while in front of him. And you're like, oh, I'm I'm moving this because so uh, because I need to put my tea somewhere else. Then they'll get engaged. That's how to do it. Yeah. It's like just do it in front yeah. of them, and then they'll jump up. And I'm saying this as a Taurus. That's 100 percent how to do it. Okay. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I'm gonna keep this in mind. Well, speaking of kitchens, mm-hmm. shall we move into things you might eat or prepare in the kitchen? Absolutely. I'm ready to judge. Did you like that segue? That was a great segue. Um. Thank you. So for our first round, we have the host's choice category, which means you have to decide who you like more, me or Tom, Okay. Uh, based on our selections. Okay, wonderful. So this is round one, chicken versus salad. Sir, how do you plead? Okay, we're talking salad, the big bowl of vegetable, not salads, the arrangement of meats and, may- and some sort of mayo or, or dairy component. <laughs> into like a tuna salad or chicken salad. So we actually talked about this at length <laughs> last year. Um, and I have been pushing to kind of streamline our categories right. or specify our categories somewhat this year after the Sorrel debacle of 2022. Yeah. Ultimately, we went back to the etymology of salad, right. which actually comes from sauced, meaning anything tossed with a dressing. Oh. So... There is a certain matter of interpretation. However, what we always tell our judges is the term means for you, the term means what it means for you. Okay. Uh, So judge it by what you think of. Yeah. I mean, I have to say it's big bowl of veggies to me is if it's because it's salad, not salads or any other type of salads like... You know, I can't, my, my main man tuna salad just is not going to cut it here. I think we're talking about those big mm. leafy greens. Um, what I was thinking about is comparing, I think, the type of content that people have made from the two things. It was the first thing that my mind jumped to because I started following this new Instagram. It's called like the Salad Lab, where like this Ooh. woman wearing a white, a lab coat makes the most incredible and biggest salads ever they're like it's in a bowl that is truly like the size of a desk and she always starts by making the dressing and she pours them out using um test tubes which i love and it's always incredible and she has so much stuff on hand which i never have on hand but it's very soothing watching it because that's i think part of why i like watching cooking shows is like they have everything and that's what i think needs to be good Mm -hmm. for a good salad i never have enough for me to make a good salad, which is why I end up spending $15 at Sweetgreen, you know? 
And I've been doing a massive Seinfeld rewatch. And I got to say the big salad from big salad salad looks delicious. It really does. Um, There's it's not in the big salad episode, but in later episodes, Elaine orders a big salad and they put it out and it looks really good. There truly are a ton of things on there. And I can see why Monk's is a good restaurant. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, um, I'm remembering back to the fried chicken wars of 2020 which was like the first <laughs> thing that happened after the pandemic was these white guys were discovering fried chicken. <laughs> and the whole time, I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Keith Habersberger, all six foot eleven and a half of him, are like, whoa, have you heard of Popeyes? <laughs> Did you know that? And I, you can't see, but I'm moving my hands wildly around. Um, and it, it was just, it became YouTube fodder as people, listen, I'm also white. I did not grow up in a place that had a Popeyes nearby. A Popeyes did open up near me in my neighborhood uh, in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and I had it, and it's fucking delicious. I love what it is. Mm-hmm. Th- that is the best sandwich by far. I've been eating fried chicken sandwiches for a long time, especially because it's usually the thing that doesn't have alums on it, which is onions or garlic, which my wife uh, cannot eat. So I've known about the fried chicken sal- sandwich for a while, even before this became a big deal. And it just felt like very, I don't know, like making a social issue into content in a way that like just felt that just felt weird and i also like i never uh those aren't even like my favorite parts as it got combined into the burger wars this was like around that time was very much when people really started trying to have a discussion of like what the best burger was and i whether it was Mm -hmm. a five guys or shake shack or um in and out and I felt like the fried chicken was just an extension of that. And, of course, like, they're all different because they're all good at different shit. Like, I don't think that the burgers at Shake Shack are very good, but I love the milkshakes and fries. And, like, I've been to an In-N-Out, and they're, incre- and they're incredible on their burgers. But everything else just feels, man, I don't love remembering that Jesus loves me because he doesn't. Because I'm, not going to that, I'm not going to that place. <laughs> so, and at some point, I was thinking about this, and I'm like, you know what? The better content is salad. Isn't it? But then I fucking came to my senses and I'm choosing chicken. Come on, come on. Of course I'm choosing chicken. Come on. <laughs> Thank you for bringing me on that journey. No. That was um. <laughs> All right, that's that's one for. Come on, chicken, I'm choosing chicken. Of course I'm choosing chicken. Come on. You you led me on a merry dance, my friend. It's chicken's delicious. I love chicken. It's probably one of my it's top three favorite meats for me. I um, there's something about getting um, I love getting chicken at barbecue places. Is kind of is really the thing that yeah. put it over the edge. I you know obviously I'll get their brisket. I I never really grew up eating like pork because I was kosher for the beginning of my life. So like I still feel weird about eating that stuff. But and of course like I love beef brisket. But I really really do love getting like the half a chicken or whatever kind of chicken thing they're doing at a barbecue. That's usually when like someone's mm-hmm. really flexing. And chicken's fucking delicious. Uh, fried chicken, chicken salad for that for that matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, chicken cutlet is my favorite type of sandwich. Uh, it will, the sandwich I want to get is called the Commissioner. If I want to if I have a sandwich place, it's called the Commissioner. I'm inventing it. It's a chicken cutlet with American cheese and, like, dry coleslaw. Like, you make it with uh, Greek yogurt instead of mayo, only to not mm-hmm. make sure it's not wet. Is So it should feel mm-hmm. like it can kind of feel like that thing. And then you put some pickles on top of it to make it vin- – or you can make it, like, a very vinegary and dry Coleslaw, yeah. coleslaw, chicken cutlets are my fucking favorite. So no, it's it's that chicken. That sounds amazing. Like, and I can't. Like, I'm not. I'm not one of Jerry Seinfeld's girlfriends from 1997. I'm not getting the big salad. I can't vote for the big salad. 
All right. <laughs> well, I see how it is between us, um, but you've made your argument well. Um, you also reminded me of a chicken sandwich that I used to get in Quincy Market in Boston when I used to live in Boston, yeah. which was a very long time ago now. And I can't even remember what the place was where I would get it because it was a very long time ago. But there was a place in Quincy Market that made this incredible chicken cutlet sandwich with like... It was really simple. It yeah. was like tomatoes and cheese and lettuce, but it was just done exactly right. Yes. And nobody really does those here, and I miss it. I wanted to, I listen, <laughs> a small digression, because I was on with Tom, and I talked about sandwiches. So I've talked extensively yeah. on this podcast about my love for sandwich. Yeah. I think a chicken cutlet might be the most flexible thing for good sandwich, whether we're talking about mm -hmm. more Italian, which is something more straightforward, like you're saying, where it can just be like um, roasted red peppers, chicken cutlet... Um, and then fresh mozzarella and you're done. Maybe you put some pesto yeah. on that and you're out of there. Or you can do something that's really like decadent or ridiculous, which is like a lot of the Tony Bologna's sandwiches and big subs that I talked about mm -hmm. before. The one that I remember when I was in high school, there was a place called Cameron's, which was a 24-hour deli. And the thing that was well-known at our place, out this deli at Cameron's, called the Cluckin' Russian, which was ch which was um, a chicken cutlet bacon some sort of cheese. I think it was. I think it was Gouda, and then um, okay. Russian dressing. Um, yeah. tr totally incredible. I know that there are variations of this. Um, Amanda said that when she was growing up at her local deli, they called it Psycho Chicken, which is a very similar combination of flavors. So I'm a hundred percent on board with that, especially with when we're talking sandwiches. All right, moving on to two bracket two for today. Mm -hmm. I don't know what these words. I think it's bracket two. Tom's the one who like knows the gameplay part of this, but you know, it's honey versus the bread basket. Interesting. I, can I ask what you mean by? Are we talking about the existence <sighs> of the bread basket? Or are we talking? <laughs> that's what I was trying to understand because, like, I know that someone else is arguing just bread. But the bread basket, I think, might is different. Now, this is, again, something that we talked about when we established the brackets in the first episode because I was really mad about it. I was like, we can't have bread and the bread basket. Right. This is ridiculous. However, the bread basket was people's choice mm -hmm. and it w outvoted the other choices by, like, double-digit margins. Fair, So there was no, like obvious runner-up to be like eh, we're gonna we're gonna eliminate this you gotta listen to what the people want that's that's totally fair now i think the concept of the bread basket has been established as yes basket with small assortment of different kinds of breads that you can choose from yeah i think yeah but like if you want to take it in an endless bread basket direction. Well, I mean, that's kind of the thing that I was thinking about is that like, it's usually not right. Uh, when it's yeah. funny, what we're doing, what I'm doing here is like, I truly have the, the natural versus the artifice here, the bread basket as mm -hmm. a creation of humanity as like, you know, tricking <laughs> like as this is tied up in like restaurants and I think tipping and the everyone enjoying themselves and being cajoled into tipping as the main part of restaurants and like the decision to have a breadbasket or not is part of like I guess class or or classiness or society and like you know they're giving us something that we should just have for free which I guess like what do we deserve to have for free when we go out for restaurants? It's all very murky and very ridiculous of what mm -hmm. we do. Um, also, the different breads, the fact that there are multiple different types of breads in there, when like 
whether we're talking about one that has a showstopper, we're talking about like um, you go to an Italian place and they have like various breads, and then one is focaccia. It's like, oh no, the focaccia is the good one. Or let's say we're going yeah. to uh, Cheesecake Factory, and obviously the brown bread. Or you're going to Outback, and the brown bed is a st- in the standout, and everything is just kind of garbage rolls. It's kind of like a competition of who gets the good shit. Um, it kind of demonstrates what what we do as humans, which is that we overcomplicate the things that we love. So fuck the bread basket. I'm going with that <laughs> sweet bee vomit. Give me that honey, baby. Yes. yes, I'm I'm happy about that. Um, reject artifice, embrace bee vomit. <laughs> I I think it's crazy that honey doesn't expire. Isn't yeah. that wild? The one thing we know, the the thing that we ha- that revolves our entire idea of cooking, is that this thing, whether we're looking at a tomato that we've picked off of a vine, or an or an egg that we've gotten from a nest, or we have killed a an animal and turned it into meat, this thing is going to expire. This thing is going to go bad, so we got to do something to it, whether we salt it or we cook it or we freeze it. We got to do, or ferment it for that matter. We got to do something <laughs> here to make sure that this thing stays for longer than usual. But with honey, nah, man, it's just out here. Oh, yeah, we got we to gotta either make friends with the stinging animals or fight the stinging animals, but like they'll <laughs> just keep going. They're just doing this for yeah. funsies, and we can be best friends. And, like, that shit's just gonna stay there. We can turn it into alcohol if we want to. We can mead that shit up. But we can just keep making things sweet regardless. Or we can crunch down on a honeycomb. It's just there. It's not going anywhere. Man, crunching down on a honeycomb is one of, like, the joys of life, honestly. I haven't done that in a long time. That's a really good thing to do. I think it's crunching on a honeycomb is the opposite of the breadbasket, I think. That, like, someone, Mm -hmm. that, like, we've constructed this human, this, like, piece of humanity that's like ugh, here's some free bread you idiots you plebes who decided to exchange your <laughs> currency for food while crunching on a honeycomb is like you have braved the elements you have tamed or fought the bees and gotten a piece of honeycomb and now you are sharing it with others it is just the true communing with nature which i think is uh so can be so uncomplicated if we allow it to be Absolutely. And who doesn't want to just stick their head into a pot of honey, right? Like Pooh I want a Pooh Bear all the time. That's why I'm not wearing pants yeah. while I'm recording this. <laughs> I am. Tefer, I'm, ra- also- I'm wearing pants. I am wearing <laughs> pants. I promise I'm wearing pants. Listen, what you do in your own home is your business. Not right? when I'm podcasting. Not when I'm podcasting <laughs> with you. <laughs> I appreciate that, your kindness. But I feel like my role as a human here is to make sure I'm at least wearing pants, even if you can't see me while we're on Zoom. <laughs> All right. I also like that honey is a preservative. Like, not only will it not go bad, you can sh- stick stuff in it and make it not go bad which if you've ever had like apricots stored in honey it's one of the like greatest things on earth i have it but i love that you you should um you should do storing things in honey feels like a point and click adventure you know like uh putt putt goes to the moon or back or sam and max or one of those it feels like i'm looking in my inventory i'm like oh no these fruit this fruit's gonna go bad it's like oh yeah i have that honey that i got from the from the bee people or in the earlier part of the game and now i'm just like putting one in the other and now it's one item together <laughs> it's like magic and it's just like fucking old yeah like honey is an old food. honey feels very like, old for sure like when you get a yeah. jar of honey that's like ancient you know, like a big jar of honey 
Um, yeah. I have such an association with like the cr- oh, like either creamed honey that comes in like a, mm-hmm. a thirty-two ounce jar. Like when you, when you're, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, here, just have this, and it's heavy. Yeah, when I was little, I, this is like an old memory that I haven't accessed in a very long time. But like my parents were were legit hippies, sure. and we would get everything at the you know co-op or hippie market or whatever, and we would get five gallon buckets of honey. Oh, a bucket of that honey. had I love that. like like yeah like a white plastic bucket five gallon bucket of honey that we would put in the cellar and it had a little bee on the label i love that cute little bee and you'd just go down and like fill up whatever honey jar we had or the honey bear or something from the five gallon bucket in the basement that that makes the honey bear so much more useful as a receptacle for multiple like refills there's something about that where it's like you know it feels so small but it makes so much more sense if you're refilling it from a big bucket um, also, I'm thinking, I know that you said five gallon, but the first thing I thought of were like the fucking Home Depot orange buckets, <laughs> like the big ones. And I'm like, that is so Those are five honey. gallons. Those are five oh, gallons. Those are five gallons? Those are five gallon buckets. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I have like a shit ton of them, ton of them on the balcony with tomato plants in them right now. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was just like everything in bulk. We had like the grains and potatoes and stuff down there too i like that i'm looking at um, my clip my point and click inventory and i've just added honey to teffer and i've at least this fucking memory is just coming out <laughs> this cutscene is just played over over my video game i go like, oh, all right i just unlock that there we go yeah yeah unlock the cutscene. and i like this this feels a little bit like redemption because i think when we did the honey episode it was with amanda yes. And it was with Tom who doesn't like honey. And I was not able to make that episode. And and I've just felt like so bad about that because I, I feel like honey didn't really. Well, honey did get its due diligence because Amanda gave it its due diligence. Yes, of course. But I, I didn't get to geek out about it. So it's been very nice to do that now. Yeah, I uh, for sure. I mean, I don't even super like honey. Like, I don't dislike it. And I, I think I like mm-hmm. it the regular amount that you can about a sweet, cool substance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a shelf yeah. stable, a shelf stable, never expiring, uh, sweet substance that comes from bee vomit. But like, yeah. I mean, that's cool. Like, I I like it as much as anyone else. But I think that breaking it down to its components, like, oh, this is this is awesome. And I know I don't have like a big affection for bees like Amanda does, but I like what it, uh, I like what they yeah. make. And you can literally just eat honey out of a tree. If you find oh, I it. wish I could do like, that. That's how I've never nothing done that like nothing needs to happen yeah. to it. Like you can, it's very cool. All I like right. that. One last so thing. That's... I like that honey can turn colors yeah. depending on what the bees are eating. They can turn colors. There was a thing how like a bunch of honey turned red. It was because in in from an apiary in New York for some reason. It's because like a factory in New Jersey like had sweets. Some was burning some sort of sweets, and the the, the whatever was in the air or the bees were eating it. And or the air got in the flowers that the bees were eating, and then all the honey turned red for an extended period of time. Oh it's well yeah. documented. I'll send you the article. But it's I like, think I heard it's about really it. Cool. It's really yeah. cool about yeah. That. Well, and even like you eat like if you've had like buckwheat honey, it's a totally different flavor profile from clover honey, and like orange blossom honey is a different flavor profile, and it's just like it's, it's got terroir. It's, lovely. it's it's like fire. Another thing that just is this natural thing that's weird. It's like, yeah, I'm going to throw this thing in here and it's going to turn a different color. It's just like honey. It's, exactly. It's, it's just a natural miracle. Absolutely. So the natural miracle knocks out capitalist artifice. Yes, exactly. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how our other judge votes 
will chicken and honey be the champs or will we have to throw it to the audience well We'll i I hope the audience likes me because i just fucking blacked out and said a bunch of shit (laughs) i think they'll like you i hope Um, so (laughs) thank you so much eric no problem Oh, boy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the mid-roll. Are you hungry yet? Boy, Listen. howdy. I, I think I've said boy, howdy in every mid-roll. Yeah, I think so. Boy, howdy, folks. Uh, <laughs> listening to Eric Silver always makes me hungry. He's one of those guys who who talks about food in a way that makes me get, like, amped up to eat something. Absolutely. The way he yeah. talked about crunching on a honeycomb, mm. um, that just, like, brought me back to my childhood. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, if you're hungry, maybe you can... Uh, Grab a little sneaky snack, go to the kitchen, get yourself something from the pantry, and then come back over here and make sure that you're subscribed to the show, right? Because if you're not yet, Why you not? should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hit that little subscribe <laughs> button because uh, <laughs> otherwise you're never going to know how this whole thing shakes out. That's it. Maybe there's a bell. Maybe there's a check mark. Maybe there's just a button that says subscribe. Whatever it looks like on your podcatcher of choice, do it hit the button while you're at it consider leaving a rating review of our show if you're an apple podcast user uh, or sharing this episode with a friend for every new rating and review we get during the month of march we'll be donating two dollars to the depot our local food bank here in ndg they can turn every one dollar into three dollars worth of food for a family in need so by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating review of the show you're functionally donating six dollars worth of food to people who need it there is literally no other way to turn zero into six so if that math is exciting for you go do it you can read all about what the depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode we are still trying to grow our patreon to reach our 50 dollars a month goal so that we can launch the no bad food recipe club mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun mm-hmm. you want to know what like honey and berries have in common you want to know about your chicken and your bread basket you want to make yummy foods each month we'll post new recipes for you to try out and share with your friends and family or don't you can hoard them we're we're not going to check up on you yeah you can just make Uh, our recipes for yourself and yourself alone you can just post pretty photos on instagram and when people ask for the recipe be like now this is a secret you have to join the patreon to learn about cool kids club If you're not already a member of our Patreon, like, what are you waiting for? It's so cool. It's fun. Do it for the Discord access, if for nothing else. Yes, our Discord is great, and you should be on it. We share food pictures, Mm -hmm. we chat, Mm -hmm. we have Mm -hmm. fun. Um, Tom throws story problems to the audience. Uh, sometimes, yeah. I so, need to buy seven different kinds of chicken and 50 bottles of hot sauce, but I only have $42. How many dollars do I need in order to buy chicken and hot sauce if the price of hot sauce is a dollar a bottle and the price of chicken breasts is $7 a kilo and the average chicken breast is... You're you're not selling them on this. Listen, you're maybe not. Selling them. Hey, are you a big dumb nerd who loves math? <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> There's definitely a couple big dumb nerds who love math on our Patreon. Yeah, probably. Um, we so, love them for it. If you're not already a member of our Patreon, please consider joining up at patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod today. Do it. All right, let's get to our second guest. Judging with us today, we have Lee Kim. Lee Kim is new to the No Bad Food uh, judging circle, but I think 
will be around get used to their get used to their voice lee is a montreal foodie who runs the food instagram honey dill which we're linking in the show notes lee thank you so much for coming to help decide munch madness 2023 yeah thank you so much for having me i am so so excited to be here and talk about food yeah, I'm thrilled to have you here. It's also just so fun to have new people because we have a lot of old uh, voices on mm-hmm. the show around Much Badness, which is great, but it's also such a fun time to introduce new opinions um, and new mm-hmm. judges. So in our first bracket today, we have the host choice bracket. So Tom and I picked these. So this is about which one of us you like more. The foods for this one are chicken versus salad. Yes. So I, this one is really fun. I actually used to work as a salad artist oh. at Mandy's, which is a big uh, local kind of quote-unquote gourmet salad chain mm-hmm. here in Montreal. And so maybe that has gives me a little bit of credentials. To yeah, you know a lot about salad. <laughs> I have worked a lot with salad. And that being said, I think this one's easy for me. Like I, I'm chicken. I'm okay. chicken till the end. Okay. And I think I do have a personal bias against salad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have worked with salad. I really did not like working at Mandy's with the people who came in and bought salad were not my favorite kind of people. Mm-hmm. The salad to me, when I think of salad in a North American context, it really just triggers like early 2000s fat phobia culture and just diet culture in general so that has always sort of turned me off of salads Mm -hmm. I feel like when I was growing up that was the epitome of what the salad was it was like you are dieting you are like constricting yourself you are trying to fit into this image and I don't think that has ever truly left my perception of salads. Mm. I think there's always a little bit of that for me. That being said, I do still love eating salads. Like there are some delicious salads out yeah. there. <laughs> we've yeah, we've talked a lot about that on this show, like about how some foods just like just get colored by diet culture and it's not the food's fault. Mm-hmm. It's not salad's fault. Mm-hmm. I too love eating salad. But there is something about the way it's culturally perceived. Um in like quote-unquote western culture uh that mm-hmm. that can make it hard to warm up to exactly mandy's was not a great place to work at don't work there anymore so i can say that <laughs> what you mean you mean like fast <laughs> health food culture yeah. was not fun for a service worker wow yeah, <laughs> yeah. The customers were something else. They and I think that just adds to it for me is like the culture. It's literally the culture around salad that turns me off from salad so much. Yeah. Um, but chicken, like chicken is just it's a classic, mm-hmm. it's a standard. If people are gonna eat meat, I find chicken or fish, those yeah. are the meats they're gonna eat. I noticed my my friends who were vegetarians that are no longer vegetarians, the first thing that made them cross back over was chicken. And okay. to me, that's just a winner. Like if you're, if this food is so delicious that people change their lifestyles for it, mm-hmm. what else can be said? It's so, it, it's so versatile. Chicken is in like pretty much every single culture has mm-hmm. a chicken dish. 
It's an affordable meat. Mm-hmm. It, you can make it in so many different ways. And it is also just delicious, too, yeah. like I gotta say. Absolutely. Like, I, I mix, so I grew up with, uh, I'm half Cambodian, half white, and I loved chicken in both sides. Like, it, it was just on my white side of the family. Like, it was uh, meat and potatoes mm-hmm. and a vegetable kind of, like, meal that was the standard. That chicken was always delicious. Mm-hmm. Chicken cooked with a million spices, always delicious, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a full spectrum and chicken just hits it every single time for me. Yeah, and I've got to say, like, there's a few elements that I really like about chicken. So one is that it's pretty easy to raise sustainably. Like, if you've ever been around mm-hmm. people who keep chickens, chickens just eat garbage. You can just, like, put them in the yard and throw things at them, and they'll be totally content. Um, and the other thing I really appreciate about ki- chickens is, like, if they had the chance, they would kill and eat you. So it <laughs> feels kind of fair. Yeah. It feels like a fair exchange. <laughs> and um I think anybody who's ever been around like chicken farms knows this to be true. Like mm-hmm. like chickens chickens are dinosaurs that shrunk over time and they're pissed about it. For sure. Um For sure. And I like that. I appreciate that. Uh cuz it feels like it makes the ethics of eating meat a little easier with chickens. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Yeah, a dream of mine is to have chickens. I would love that. Me too. That really seems amazing. That's like that's like how I know I'll have made it is if I have like a few chickens. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other thing about chicken that I feel is kind of unique for it as a meat is that you really can cook it pretty much any way. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. not a lot of meats hold up to like poaching, for example, but you can poach right. a chicken breast and it'll be great. Oh, um, yeah. And like you can roast it and fry it. We just fried some chicken. I was trying to make schnitzel and I didn't get it thin enough, but it was still great. Like, oh, delicious. you know, that's just last night I was making katsu. Yeah. And it was yes. like- so good it's so, so good we had so much yeah, katsu so during the pandemic actually that was a like standard mm. yeah 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 I mean I have to agree with you so what's your favorite chicken dish I think always my favorite chicken dish is going to be the ones that ignite nostalgia for me mm-hmm. so that looks like literally just a plain kind of like soy chicken with white rice, cucumbers, mm-hmm. and some Maggie seasoning sauce on top. Like that hits it for me every single time. I just feel so nourished and yeah. full in the best way possible whenever I eat that. So I would say that's probably my favorite chicken dish. Really yeah. simple. Mm-hmm. But that's also the beauty of chicken. Like Heine's chicken is such a simple dish, but it's so flavorful mm-hmm. and just so chicken has this way. It's also easy to digest. I will add that too. Yeah. For the IBS baddies out there or <laughs> anyone anyone with anxiety and digestive issues, chicken is, is a good meat. Yeah. <laughs> Tummies like chicken. Yeah. So that's also a pro for chicken. Absolutely. Um, I love that you were just talking about like chicken, rice, and cucumbers because A, that's one of my favorite things to eat too. Mm-hmm. And B, also like the schnitzel that I made this week that wasn't quite schnitzel because it wasn't thin enough and my Hungarian partner was like, that's not schnitzel, but it's still good. <laughs> um, it was like, it's the same thing. Like when we make schnitzel, it's a very like nostalgic homey meal for Tom because they're Hungarian mm-hmm. and we do it with like some kind of starch this time it was mashed potatoes but like it's often rice and mm-hmm. like quick pickled cucumbers because that's just a beautiful oh, way to eat delicious. chicken <laughs> like, yeah um and i love that like universality you know mm-hmm. 
Like, I feel like yeah, everybody's I've... gotten onto like chicken, a starch, and some kind of crunchy vegetable. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's an easy universal formula. Yeah. Good. So we've got a, a rousing vote for chicken. Yes. And I yes. can tell you that this <laughs> means that chicken will be moving forward. Amazing. And I'm glad salad will go home. Let's kick salad out. <laughs> <laughs> salad can go back to Mandy's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our second bracket, our second pair of foods that are against each other. This is the people's mm-hmm. choice. So this is mm-hmm. the uh, the bracket where the people looked at all our episodes from the past year and chose foods from that list. And okay. the ones that made it through in this bracket are honey versus the bread basket. Mm. Bread basket being, you know, a basket of assorted breads or rolls that you would get at, for example, a restaurant. Right. So yeah. kind of the pre-appetizer yes. bread. Okay. This one's a bit harder, but when I think of bread baskets, mm-hmm. specifically ones at restaurants, while I do love them and I appreciate them to the core, mm-hmm. they are amazing. That specific form of bread I think of quantity over quality mm-hmm. is usually how it goes mm-hmm. they're always like delicious because they're warm with fresh butter but objectively or I guess not objectively <laughs> not, I'm not about to say something objective at all <laughs> that's okay objectively. you can still say it's objective it's okay. yeah. I would just rather another kind of bread mm-hmm. and in terms of my personal bread hierarchy Bread baskets are the first thing that excites me. And I love bread. I am such a big bread baker. And I don't know, I guess I've just never really been enticed by the bread basket, Mm -hmm. except for when I was like a 13-year-old at Olive Garden, Mm -hmm. paid for one entree, split it with my three other friends, and then (laughs) made that bread basket (laughs) for an hour straight. (laughs) But beyond that, I don't have have much love for a bread basket in me, I gotta Mm -hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Now on honey, on the other hand, I think I think honey is. I see. I I heard. I was listening to the other episodes. You guys were talking a lot about condiments, and I am also a big condiment person. Mm-hmm. I love condiments, and I love the versatility of honey as a condiment and an ingredient. Mm-hmm. Adding honey on top on top of bread, delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Adding honey on top of pizza, on top of. I love drizzling it on like chicken wings yeah. and. French fries, like honestly, any of that kind of food. Ooh, adding I've never a little done bit of French fries with honey. Yeah, I've done them with honey little... mustard, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, just honey, and then you add like some red chili flakes or some Ooh. sort of spice to it. Mm-hmm. Is I'm such a sweet, spicy person, and honey is so core to that balance to me. Yeah. I think of like a delicious sort of gochugang sauce mm-hmm. um, with honey. And sesame oil, like, mm, so good. Honey with chicken, honey, like, and also just the visual of honey dripping Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. just so amazing. Like, I just love it in every single capacity. Honey with tea, I'm also a massive tea person, and I just don't know if I could live without honey. I also think honey is a hard thing to replicate. Yes. A bread basket. You can find bread in many different forms. A bread basket is one form of bread. Honey, there's honey. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even really know that much about like artificial honey that's sold. Like that's not, I don't really think that's a super popular thing because it's mm-hmm. just so 
And as we have learned from the B movie, <laughs> it is necessary <laughs> to a certain extent. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. it's, I mean, again, like, I think we talked about sustainability with the last, um, with the with the other judge as well. But, like, the fact that bees just make honey, they just, like, that's mm-hmm. that's something they do as, like, a byproduct of their existence. And they always make more than they can consume. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, go ahead. Take the extra. Like, there's something really, really nice about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, yeah, again, there's something so comforting about it. I feel like honey has been a constant throughout mm-hmm. my life mm-hmm. it's kind of a second hand don't even think about it at this point it's just there um so I really appreciate that about honey and I also think honey has such a special place in pop culture too mm. I really love the way it's represented I feel like honey is often like um seen as very sensual and also sapphic a lot too mm-hmm. um which I really love and yeah there's just yeah. so many ways that I see honey represented and pretty much all of them I vibe with. Yeah. I can't really think of, of one form of honey right now where I'm like, no, that's not for me. Yeah. Like, I, I love it all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. So another, I mean, solid, decisive vote for honey, which means both honey and chicken will be advancing. There is no... Uh, ambiguity here amazing Um, i love this i love this so much i'm so here for it yes so thank you so much lee folks this is lee kim check out their instagram and our show notes and i'm sure they'll be back thank you so much for having me this was so much fun so there you have it folks there you have it we have a double unanimous vote thank you Eric and Lee for making that extremely easy for us. No need for a tiebreaker this week. None at all. They won. I love it. Fair and square. I love, I genuinely love it. Yeah. (laughs) It's great. Not for the cynical reason of it making my life slightly easier this week, but like just for the like, I don't know, there's something fun about it being like on and off. Like we don't want every single one to be a tiebreaker, right? Like you want there to be some drama. Exactly. Sometimes you want people who wanted the other thing to just be like, shit, I guess I don't win this time. Sometimes you just want something bloodthirsty, you know? Yes. Give me blood. Yeah, I love blood, and I'm glad that we get to have a... (laughs) (laughs) I love spilling blood here on the show, folks, and blood has been spilled today. Rest in peace, salad, the less bloody of the two options, and rest in peace, breadbasket also kind of the less bloody of the two options you know they make wicker coffins now really yeah so you can get buried like a fruit yeah it's like a more sustainable coffin option oh i love that and cheap and light yeah yeah i love it too you get to like you're biodegradable along with your coffin yeah if you can't just straight up compost me i think that would be a pretty good way okay okay Yeah, yeah can i put some like composting worms in the coffin with you yeah but like ideally No, no. This is a food podcast. You're the worm's Um, food. There are now, like, uh, uh, places that actually just do composting, and they, like, do remain composting, and then you get the soil, and you can, like, use it. um, And you can either use it yourself, or they have, like, a memorial garden, and they can, like, you can visit the spot and stuff. But for me, I mean, like, my ideal would be, like, wrap me in a linen sheet and bury me on the back acre but like sure yeah <laughs> bury me in satin lay me down on a bed, bed, of roses. bed of roses yeah yeah, yeah. um but like short of that being an option <laughs> sure uh uh 
getting composted and you can like put in keepsakes like people have put in like their hair with their loved ones like things like that it's just like nice their servants mummified with them yeah yeah, yeah that's what i would like sure <laughs> everyone who loved me must be sealed in with me oh boy no <laughs> i i find just while we're in this frightening space together i find the idea of a like memorial garden run by the like mausoleum i guess that deals with composting dead people's remains where they just put a bunch of different people's compost in the garden to grow flowers that's like that's got to be in a zombie movie right like plant zombies is that where we get plants versus zombies is this gonna happen there's that new show that's all about mushroom zombies the Mario movie? No, the show, you know, the one with the guy in it who everybody thinks is, who everybody likes. He's got the grin. He did the baby Yoda thing. Werner Herzog. No! <laughs> you know. If you're not going to bury your remains with us, how about you at least subscribe to the show? What? You know what we're not going to throw in the compost is next week's competitors. Do you want to do you want to talk about who's up on the show next week? The final round of the qualifying rounds? Before we go to the quarterfinals. So next week, if you're ready for this, folks, Ooh, baby. we'll first have rice versus olives. Mm-hmm. Which is which category? That is the write-in division. And the write-in division. So the people wrote these in. This is your fault. And <laughs> uh, then in our heavyweight champs returning contenders category, uh, we have Jettila versus uh, Brooke Williams, by which I mean bread versus burgers. Yeah. Yeah. Our returning champ versus burgers. <laughs> and rice versus olives, which is a really, really exciting couple of matches. It like is like an both exciting. of those are huge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But also I kind of feel like I know where both of those are going. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is yeah. Yeah. Like we could get some like here's where I'm at. Bread versus burgers is trickier. Bread versus burgers is harder than rice versus olives. I think yeah. rice versus olives, unfortunately, I don't think olives can win that one. I don't think so. I think that's too tough. It would be an upset. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Bread versus burgers, I think, is trickier, but I still think bread is gonna get it. Bread can get it. I think I'd be surprised if last year's champ gets knocked out in the first round this year. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean sometimes it happens, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm predicting a bread versus coffee quarterfinal from the champions division, a repeat of last year's finale, but early in the tournament this year. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah, I can see that happening. I mean, I think starch always always is a strong contender mm-hmm. in this. People love starches. Yeah. And rice and bread are two of the most popular foods in the world. So again, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. One rogue judge can mess this all up for everyone, though. So, you know, we'll see. It's true. It's true. I will say, though, uh, if rice beats olives, it will go up against pasta in the uh, in the next round. Ooh, which rice versus huge. pasta is a huge matchup. Huge. That's like match of titans. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I'm hyped about here, right? Because if rice and pasta go against each other, one of those is going to be a semifinalist. Yeah. If we get rice, bread, and pasta as three of the four semifinalists. Oh my god! And then like the fourth one is just like berries. <laughs> it would be Hi honey. Guys. It would be honey or hot sauce at that point. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, they're not. They're no. not. They don't stand a insane or berries. I mean, yeah, I'm wrong there. Yeah. 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 Crazy. In any case. 
This is this this year is ridiculous. I feel like this is the most ridiculous Munch Madness we've ever had. I think so. This is just like the apple cart has been upset. Like I don't even know what's happening. This is pure (laughs) chaos. I don't know if this is because Pluto just moved out of Aquarius or what, but or into Aquarius. But like this is just like something's up here. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's a reason we do this during Pisces season every year. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Splishity, splashity, chaos. Splishity, splashity, chaos. And speaking of splishity, splashity, chaos, thank you so much for listening to No Bad Food. (laughs) Want to join the conversation? Hit us up on the socials at No Bad Food Pod and individually at Teffer Bear and at Tom Zalatni. You can probably guess which of those is which. (laughs) If you like this episode and want to help us make the show even better, head to patreon.com slash no bad food pod and donate for as little as a dollar do- a dollar dollar a month a d- for as little as a tony tony dollar a month you'll be joining the ranks <laughs> for as little as a ding dang dollar a month <laughs> For as little as a buckaroo, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Gab, Thomas, Anne, Erica, Andrew, Chantal, David, Mallory, Seller, and Carol Ann. I almost did it. (laughs) Salary got tossed in there. Our our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including our ridiculous Discord channel, which you really don't want to miss out on, and the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. Um, So if that's exciting for you, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpodcast. Pod and make it happen. Yeah. You may have noticed that a lot of our judges are also our patrons, and that is no coincidence. We also have merch, and you can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our friends over at the Pod Cavern merch store. And of course, you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend. Our theme music is by Zach, poorly evolved dinosaur Ingles, and our cover art is by David Safik Honey Flam. You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode. And last but certainly not least, this mm-hmm. show was produced by Tom Zalatni mm-hmm. and Tefra Jemian mm-hmm. and edited by Tom Zalatni mm-hmm. as part of the Podcavern Network. Yeah. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at www.podcavern.com. See you next week for the title match. No Bad Food is a proud member of the Podcavern Network. For more great shows like this one, head to podcavern.com. Have you ever wondered what it's like to live in a city full of superheroes? To literally see people fly across the sky? To... To... Ah, crap. What are you up to, Angus? Oh, hey, Sal. Uh, I'm trying to record an ad for the podcast. Heroes don't do paperwork? Yeah, that one. Need any help? Yeah, actually, um... I'm just trying to tell people about the show, about about how you and I work at a newspaper in Super City, and how we interview various citizens, from the people we call neighbors to the city's greatest heroes. But I'm having trouble wording it. You could just use that section you recorded and put that in. Huh. Yeah, I, I suppose I could. Thanks, Sal. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
I'm off to the office supply store. It got hit with a shrink ray, so everything is 50% off. Want to come? You know what? I, I kind of do. Oh, uh, <clears throat> for those of you hearing this, if you want to hear more about the thrilling adventures and heroics of Super City, come check out Heroes Don't Do Paperwork on the Podcavern Network. All right, let's go. What Mega Man boss would make the most terrifying kaiju? I, for one, want to be the first to welcome our new kaiju overlords. How would Adam Sandler fit in the MCU? I injected myself with the Green Goblin serum. Oh! Debate This is a podcast that asks the questions about your favorite video games and comics that no one is asking. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you download podcasts. And on social media at Debate This Cast. None of it's that so is mind control. Though. It's so close. It's not it's, so close. It's, it's,